0: the zaddy zone welcome to the zaddy zone zaddy zone welcome to the zaddy zone one two microphone check one two ladies and gentlemen the zaddy cook (laughs) ladies and gentlemen today i am talking to the fit baker himself crosby taylor if you're interested in eating sweet delicious things and not have them be bad for you this episode is for you crosby is a self-taught baker with extensive experience in the wellness industry he's written a book called the fit baker it is available right now and it is chock full of delicious recipes free of the usual inflammatory ingredients if you're watching this you're welcome crosby is also a model and he is very handsome and as for his body, you could cook an egg on it and do the laundry with it at the same time. He is truly heaven. Crosby, how are you, man?
1: What an intro! This was way better than the intro that we had when we tried to do the podcast a year ago, or however long that was.
0: Yeah. So everyone, everyone who's um, intrigued by what Crosby just said, we tried to do a podcast about a year ago, and uh, we decided not to do that. Um, but in the meantime, here I am interviewing him on my own podcast, which is a pleasure. Um tell me about this book that you've written The Fit Baker it, it's it's there are some delicious recipes I've eaten some of the cookies myself uh tell me what inspired it
1: Well it was mainly inspired by me having pretty bad gut issues uh in the last you know 10 years probably in my mid 20s I had um some pretty intense gut problems going on and some gut dysbiosis and I had to figure out how to like eat different and one thing that I was eating at times that probably was setting me back was desserts that were full of inflammatory ingredients. You know, the horrible flowers and wheat and gluten, um, the refined sugar, uh, the, all the vegetable oils that are in, you know, you go get a donut or you go get a cookie somewhere. Like they're not using most of the time. They're not using grass fed butter. They're using canola oil or they're using the cheapest oil they can get because they need to make a profit. Right. So, um, it was first revamping my, Diet in general, like my day to day breakfast, lunch, and dinner, um, but then you know I needed to still eat sweets. I wanted to have a cookie or a, a you know some kind of baked good or ice cream, and so I started to figure it out all on my own. I started to put together kind of just like pulled recipes from the internet, like things that I really loved, and go, okay, well if they're using this, like how do I substitute? What kind of flowers do I want to use? And the one thing that I saw on the health market that was redundantly being used was almond flour. And I said, you know, what? I'm going to separate myself from the almond flour community. You know, people like to eat those desserts. I'm not I'm not going to judge them, but I didn't feel good eating a lot of nuts at the time. so That was not going to be in my desserts. So I kind of came up with these flour blends uh, to start off, and I wanted to use a lot of collagen just to get some protein in the dessert as well to help stabilize blood sugar, but also most desserts don't have any protein. They're just carbs and fat, right? So give that kind of angle so we have a well-rounded macronutrient kind of dessert. And then I found things like cassava flour and coconut flour that I thought would be most beneficial for me. And it started off as just a hobby making stuff for myself and then eventually turned into something where friends, family, people were asking, how do I get this? You know, How do I buy this from you? Can you send this to me and I'll Instagram it? Like whatever, like it just turned into something that kind of built a community through Instagram. And um, eventually, you know, years later, I started to finally think, oh, man, I need to put together a tangible product that people can actually
0: have. Great. And then tell me, uh, when you had your gut issues, how did that manifest itself? Were you like body and bloated all the time or what was going on?
1: Bloating was definitely one of the issues. Um, I wasn't consistently going to the bathroom at the same times. The next day I uh, had skin issues. I was coming, getting like breakouts in my cheeks and chin, Tired, just pretty much tired from like three o'clock on. You know, I'd work out, I was doing all the same workouts at the time. Um, but I think that I was running myself into the ground as well. So it was a combination of the gut breaking down from stress, from overtraining and not getting enough nutrients. At the time, I was doing a lot of keto stuff. So that kind of messed me up too. It was one of those things where if I wasn't bloated, I was gassy. If I wasn't gassy, I was just in pain in my stomach. And there were times when, I mean, I've i been doing like modeling jobs out here and there's times when, you know, shirtless for a job or something, and I would be so inflamed that I wouldn't even want to go to the job because my stomach would be like distended on one side because of all the inflammation that, that I had. And so yep. my, wow. that's kind of my ode to health on how I learned everything because I needed to heal myself. I didn't want to feel like shit anymore. I didn't want to feel bad and and... I also knew that my longevity was on the line and there, you know, the further and further you push yourself down these gut issue roads. I mean, that controls pretty much your whole body. So as long as you have those gut issues, you're going to be more susceptible to inflammatory issues later, cancer, you know, diabetes, like you name it. Like it all stems from having major gut issues at first. So I knew that I had to get that back on track. And so once I did the one thing that I wasn't going to do was fall back in line and, eat the crap because that's what got me there in the first place. So I just avoid everything that makes me feel bad and in very partial to all the nutrients that make me feel great. And I also, you know, have some flexibility and I'll go out to dinner and stuff and just enjoy myself. Cause now my gut is like pretty solid. So, um, I mean, I'm, I, I credit to that. I just started eating sourdough bread again. I could never eat sourdough mm. bread three years ago. So, I, knew, I know now that like I've definitely healed a lot of stuff. It's just a breath of fresh air to feel like this now as opposed to like some of the stuff that I was going through because it affected everything. I mean, mm-hmm. when your gut's off, it's not just digestion and elim- elimination. It's your hormones. It's your muscle building. It's your sex drive. It's your sleep. I mean, everything starts to tank when you're dealing with that stuff. So thank God all that's over and I feel 100% better and this is probably the most vital I've felt, maybe in my whole life. Because you know we're young and stuff. But we didn't know any fun like hacks when we were in our eighteen to twenty-five.
0: Mm. We just had youth. I feel like actually we were all we were all hacks and no balance. Like it was all like let's go keto and let's go hard. Like let's work out like really hard. And it's like and let's let's get out like get red light on our balls twenty minutes a day. And it's like it's all hacks and it's no balance. It's no like calm down. And, and take a big breathe, work out and eat like a new, and make sure you have enough nutrition to work out. You know, it's like you, you kind of grow up and get healthy rather than like it was all hacks before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the wisdom sets in, the
1: groundedness of you as a human sets in and you start to realize that like the simplicity of things is really important and having like routine and good food and good sleep. If you are covering those bases on it every day, you're you're kind of setting yourself for up for a win. Then you kind of have room to have other kind of variables come in and you're not like displaced by them, stressed out by things because you're in such a good centered place.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask you, because I think a lot of people are listening in right now. They have a sweet tooth that they want to satiate. How do they do that? Like, what's the best way to satiate your sweet tooth without eating refined sugar?
1: Well, the three avenues that I that I really love that I put together in the book sweetness-wise would be uh, monk fruit. If you're really trying to avoid sugar in general, I use monk fruit in some desserts and also a monk fruit, or organic monk fruit erythritol blend, because the baking side of things really doesn't do well with just monk fruit, like the the blend kind of really brings that well-roundedness sugar taste to the desserts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I personally really love anything sweetened with maple sugar. And I use an organic maple sugar from this amazing farm, Frostwich Farms. And all my desserts that I use maple in, I, I sweeten with that. And then, you know, you can go the honey route, the coconut sugar route, dates. And then, you know, frozen fruits and stuff if you're making a smoothie, like just – making sure to like cover all those bases because people I think we've gotten into this like demonization of all, all sugar mm-hmm. and just the like overconsumption of refined sugar without anything added to it like I know people that are you know have, have been eating drinking cokes their whole life they're 80 and 90 years old and they're still riding their bike down the street to air, to get to go to air One to have something and they literally just stopped drinking sugar like yesterday mm-hmm. but they also eat meat and eggs, and they have like a balanced approach too. I think when we get imbalanced with the sugar and just start eating sugar all day long mm-hmm. and no st- stabilization from protein that 's the where the big issues come in so I was one of those people that demonized those fruits and and sugars and and dates and honey and stuff oh I keto i like, 'm not going to eat that i 'm just avocado, I get my energy from fat and and it was like I was just lying to myself the whole time because I didn't have the best energy. I just thought that I was doing what I was supposed to be doing because it was such a fad at the time, right? Yeah. And now I'm all realizing as physical as I am on a daily basis and how much exercise I get, it's like I need to be consuming. A certain amount of carbohydrates to be able to withstand that, or else my body goes into fight or flight stress mode. Yep. There's a new metabolic community that has come out that people are starting to realize that hey, this these simple sugars actually help with stress. They help us deal with stress better. They're the mm-hmm. first type of energy that our body is going to use and utilize when we are stressed out. You're not gonna, it's not gonna tap into your coconut oil
0: when you're stressed. I mean, that's gonna take forever. Mm-hmm. Well, and as well as that, the best way to fuel a workout is with carbohydrate like if you're talking about big athletes we're talking about people who love who work out for a job they're eating carbs up the wazoo and especially around their exercise uh so that's what i've started to do and i was i was like you i was religiously keto and thought that you know bananas were bad and you know it's like and then you kind of you know and That's why we met, right? Because we were both like eating the same way. <laughs> yes, exactly. And 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 it wasn't. Uh, and you know, and I I talked to my friend, the sports dietitian now, who works with me on my diet. And she's like, look, it's it's necessary to f- when you're working out as much as you do and as seriously as you are. It's necessary to fuel those moments. And you know, you know, you to punish your body as well as you know putting it through punishment when you work out. Carbohydrates are a great fuel. Yeah. 100%. And so they're in my lunch and dinner on a daily
1: basis, like I'm kind of now a everyday fruit for lunch and dinner guy every day, some kind of like white rice or maybe a potato lunch and dinner. And I feel great. Mm-hmm. My body's actually gotten leaner. I've built more muscle. My sleep has been better. I mean, every biomarker is better and that's the result that's the actual truth behind the food it's not what's what i've read on the internet it's how i'm feeling on a regular basis right so i also get blood work done uh every like six weeks to two months and that all looks good all the time now and that was shot like really bad when i was doing keto stuff so um Mm. i think the proof's in the pudding when it comes to that and i think that it really comes back to all the ancient philosophies about balance and having all the macronutrients in the diet, eating the good fats, eating the protein, eating the carbohydrates and making sure they're all great sources and all anti like all like not inflammatory type foods. Mm -hmm. You can't, you know, Oh cool. Eat carbohydrates. That's not, I'm not telling you to go eat white wonder bread every day.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Yep. Your body's, If you're metabolically healthy, you are supposed to eat carbs. The the people that really should probably restrict some carbohydrates and have lower amounts of carbs are those that are probably like more clinically obese, issues with their blood sugar. Maybe they're going to have to go through some trial and error to figure out what foods they can have on a regular basis, 100%. Mm-hmm. And I'm no you know medical doctor to be able to tell, hey, everybody eat carbs, everybody eat protein. But, but I – do know that when you are metabolically healthy, there's no problem with having a certain amount of carbohydrates every day. Um, so I think that demonization is now, it's actually let me breathe a bit too and get relaxed into the food more and enjoy myself. And mm. I am a major advocate of people getting back to, that balanced approach three square meals a day if you like to have a couple snacks here and there fine but like make sure they're balanced ones protein with carbohydrates i feel is really beneficial for most people um, for the balance and that's kind of how i live my food lifestyle on a daily basis now and then i make my desserts and that's pretty much between that and like huge chocolate and some dark chocolate in my baked goods or whatever. Like that's pretty much all I'll have dessert wise or ice cream. I love ice cream, you know, grass fed dairy ice cream.
0: Nice. And then, and so, yeah. So what are we talking about? We're talking about, you know, when you do eat sweets, we're talking about stuff that's sweetened with monk fruit, erythritol, uh, maple syrup, maple sugar, coconut sugar, honey. Is that right? And you're just staying away from anything that's refined sugar. I personally don't do the refined sugar. uh, And I feel feel fine. I feel great on it.
1: I don't, I don't necessarily think it's useful when I'm getting maple sugar that not only has the glucose that I'm wanting, but all the minerals and vitamins sugar doesn't have that. Yeah. So that's where the that's where the. Yeah, difference- that makes sense.
0: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So let's talk about some of the ingredients in the book. Uh, yeah. We've got a cass- you, there's cassava flour, coconut flour. Tell me about why you like to use those and not regular flour cassava How do you say it, cassava? Maybe you're right. Maybe it's cassava. Cassava. Yeah. I mean, I find that Americans overproduce. Like they try to be French when it's not necessary, but they get it wrong either way. Like it's (laughs) it's it's cassava. I think it's cassava. But it would be it would be a root vegetable, which would probably be Pacific Islander. And my wife is a Maori, so (laughs) trust me on this one. (laughs) So maybe you're right.
1: Yeah, so cassava, I am I am using cassava flour in a lot of my recipes. Uh, I like that it's grain-free, um, so that was a big one. I use only a specific um, cassava flour from a company called Otto's that I trust they're sourcing because there are mm-hmm. cassavas that are coming from certain places that could potentially be high in – Uh, I don't know if it's arsenic or some, it's some type of heavy metal that they're claiming that there's certain communities claiming that it's not, Mm. but they sent me their full report on how they're getting. It's not only how they get where they source it from, but how they actually uh, manufacture the product too. It's very fine powdered type down. And I've had other ones that are like really gritty. So I stick with that company and I really recommend anybody that gets my book to load up on there. Product to to be baking these products, um, and then yeah, mo- beyond that, I use a lot of coconut flour as well. But I don't, I won't use coconut flour by mm. itself because it is so dense, uh, and it'll make things taste kind of like a scone. You don't, you know, if you don't, want, you don't want your banana bread to taste very like dense and hard like a scone. So the blend between the three is really the ticket of cassava, coconut, and collagen. Cause then the collagen gives it that more oh, got it. kind of um, gooey, chewy kind of texture. Mm. Um, and, and that is my like base. It would be my gluten grain free flour that I would, you know, put that in in the perfect ratios together. And you could probably package that. Yeah. Somebody's probably gonna take this out. Yeah. You probably It'll be, be, be on the shelf. No, right? don't,
0: don't, don't let them take, I mean, they'll take the idea, but you do it first. I reckon that'd be a great pancake and waffle mix. Totally it's it's in you do that i'll buy it it's in it's in the pancake recipe it's really what what it's what you're working i really want to i really want to i'm a pancake i love pancakes really i like they're my favorite thing ever i freaking love pancakes i the other day i brought home a pancake mix buttermilk what's his name bob's mill anyway gluten-free and it's I, i i don't but i with pancakes, it's my special time. It's not like I don't care that it's healthy, if it's healthy or not. Like I'm just, I want my special time. Pancakes, I'm going to drown it in maple syrup and butter, grass fed butter, and just enjoy that. And my, and as soon as my wife, Kara, saw, she's like, mm, daddy got some pancakes, did he? It's because it's, um, it's my thing. I bloody love pancakes. You should make that pancake mix. Sell the pancake mix. They're so good. They're so good. I mean, especially if you
1: wash it down with a, Big glass of goat milk or something. Then you got the protein there. Daddy, Daddy's Daddy. ready for a workout.
0: <laughs> um, what about almond flour? You mentioned the the I love I loved it before when you said the community of who supports almond flour. That sounds like an evil community <laughs> that I don't I don't like them at all. Almond flour people. Um, oh, uh, but so- tell me about what is what is yeah. F you almond flour. Party. What is what is what is the problem with almond flour? I like think, you, you, you just you just found that personally it didn't work for you. Well, I think that people got the keto
1: or the low carb community got obsessed with figuring out a way to make desserts, and they mm. said, "Oh, well, what flowers can you use?" And the one high fat flour that is sold everywhere is almond flour, and you know, it caught on and there's a big rave and there's tons of desserts across the country now that are loaded with almond flour. And that's kind of the main, I mean, every baking mix that I've ever seen on the shelf is literally almond flour, baking soda, salt, and the sweetener. And I'm like, Mm. they're all selling the same exact thing. It's the same exact four ingredients packaged in a different package with different cookie label and trying to Pawn themselves off that they're doing something different. It's like they're, everybody's doing the same exact thing. Maybe they have different ratios, but I said, you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do the almond flour. Plus, plus I don't do well eating a lot of nuts and seeds. And that was one thing that I was eating a lot of back in the day when I had my gut issues and I started following a lot of people in the metabolic community that were like, one of the biggest, one of the best things you could do for your digestive health. If you're having gut issues is to just get rid of all the stuff that's hard to digest. Yeah. And nuts and seeds are one of those things. They're a heavy, fatty food that has enzyme inhibitors in them and all sorts of, you know, phytic acid and stuff that like basically the body, you know, it doesn't want to get eaten. Mm. So I was like, well, I'm not going to pack my dessert with a whole cup of almond flour. How many almonds is that? I mean, if you eat half the, dessert that you made, made a coffee cake and you ate four slices, you might as well have just taken that much almonds and just took them down at that sitting. Right. So Mm -hmm. um, that was kind of a big reason beyond the idea that almonds are a high polyunsaturated fat, PUFA. And Mm. that is, comes with, you know, it's a poly basically a mini bond type fat that, more the more bonds there are the faster the oxidation of the product so the quicker could go rancid right and be considered at that point really you know it's basically just toxic for the body i mean it creates a lot of free radical damage the linoleic acid and in the polyunsaturated fats can just basically kind of mess up your metabolism over time if you're really Hammering them down. If you're really hammering down the canola oil and the nuts and seeds, and Mm -hmm. you know the soybean oil and safflower oil and all the different other vegetable oils on a regular basis, thinking like, "Oh, I'm just eating these vegetables from this health food market." I mean, Whole Foods drenches all their
0: hot food in canola oil. I know. I've heard you talk about people go there thinking they're eating a healthy meal. Yeah, I mean, you really killed my joy for a long time there. What's that? You killed my joy for a long time there because I used to love just going (laughs) through that that hot food aisle and you know, having a great time. Ma- I've seen Max Lugavere there with you. I've seen you filming Max Lugavere there saying, Oh, you're just getting some canola oil. And then, and then I was like, Oh, well you've, ru- ru- you've ruined a good time Crosby. Like now I have to go to Air One and have it not be canola oil. And now I'm going to lose 40 bucks every time I do, you know, was that your, was that your Lugavir impression there? No, that was that was my that was me impersonating you telling Lugavir, Oh, you're gonna have some canola oil there. I mean, you but that's not that's not you, but it was that vibe. It was like <laughs> yeah, you were being like such a bro butthole to him, you know? Very judgy, right? Yeah. I, I have to ask you because I'm a, I'm obviously a fan of your cookies and I've eaten them many times. I wanna know what your your pick of cookies are. Give your favorite cookie, and then you have to tell me your favorite of the rest. I already have my favorite. My, my favorite of the cookies is is always the the regular chocolate chip. Okay. But the one thing that I haven't eaten that I want to is the banana cream pie. Oh, it's my gosh! I can't believe how good it looks. I'm gonna actually get it open so I. Oh, the, here are the pancakes. For anyone watching this, look at those pancakes. Kill me. There's some blueberries in there. Um, Kill me.
1: Okay, go on. I personally like the maple sweetened oatmeal chocolate chip cookie the most. Always been a maple. I've always been an oatmeal chocolate chip fan. And when I figured out, oh, I, I'm just going to use sprouted oats because mm-hmm. oats another it's a grain, but it's it's you know it can come with some more phytic acid and that kind of stuff. But the sprouted, you're going to get rid of a lot of that. So I'll I use a company that does an organic sprouted oat, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm packaging uh, in the oatmeal chocolate chip cookie mix. Because right now, nice. when you get the book, the book calls for the mixes to use for the cookies and with supply chain issues and everything that we're going through in this world right now, the book came out faster than the mixes. So the mixes are coming, but Mm. they're a little delayed and I am I already have some people down my throat about it on Instagram. Oh my God, I got the book like, but wait, I can't make the cookie recipe because it calls for the cookie mix. Where do I get that? And I'm like, well, it's not available yet, but this is when it's going to be. So, I'm doing a little damage control right now and I apologize to Because it's wait,
0: is it a secret? The mix is a secret. Other people can't make the mix.
1: The mix was beyond the book and anything that I've ever made. The mix was my idea from the start that I was like, oh, this is my proprietary blend that I don't really feel like giving away to people. And got it.
0: If I put it together And you shouldn't. It's yours. It belongs to you. You're the you're the you're the kernel. You're the Crosby Colonel.
1: And in a perfect world, the mix would be out and everybody would be happy and they'd be buying the book and the mixes and making all sorts of things mm-hmm. right now. And unfortunately, that's not the case and I apologize to my very loyal customer base that has gotten the book and has not
0: had the ability to get the mix. And by the way... To the customer base or anyone listening, the, the, the cookie mix is very rarely called for throughout the book. I think in the, it's only in the cookie section and there's only a few cookies that it relates to, but the rest of them you can just go ahead and make. For instance, I did want to just look at this. Bana- there is no mix needed for this. Look at that banana cream pie right there. That's Linda's
1: famous banana
0: cream pie and Linda is… A- I wanted to ask you, who's Linda? Yeah, so one of my good friends growing up. Oh, my- it's your ex. That's disgusting. No. You used to give her the banana cream pies. <laughs> oh. Let's keep this PC, please. <laughs> now, who's Linda? Tell me. Oh, Linda. She's um <laughs> one of my best friends growing up. My oh, friend, Linda.
1: His wife, his wife, his mom. You got me all flustered now talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so Linda's going to crack up from this. Anthony's mom, every Christmas made the most incredible banana cream pie. And once we were done with my grandparents, my family would go to his family for dessert. And she always made a pie for everybody and then an extra pie mm-hmm. for my family. Me especially because I was so obsessed with the pie growing up. Because I would eat like yes. four or five pieces while we were hanging out that night. And this is when, you know, I'm playing football. I didn't care about sugar or gluten or anything like yeah. So we would just – because she makes it. From scratch, and it's got everything. It's got all everything in it, and it's like
0: oh, I Linda puts. There's the nothing price price she leaves it. out, huh? Oh, there's nothing Linda leaves out.
1: Linda didn't leave anything out. No, she she no. went that that De- Decline. Is that Linda? Decline, 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 decline.
0: Oh, like Linda. Sorry, I'm trying to have a Linda's calling. Now.
1: unbelievable. Um, so. Yeah, so I said, you know what? I'm I'm going to hit Linda up because I think that would be a very amazing addition to the book to have her pie in my creation. So I took her recipe and I made it my way and it's now completely gluten and grain free. It has all grass-fed this and that. Um and it's full of egg yolks too, so super anabolic. It's a pretty anabolic pie. I mean, you feel nice and grounded and ready to like get after the gym the next day after a couple pieces.
0: I mean, that, that is incredible because, you know, so much of the time we eat sweets or we eat ice cream and they're not that great for you. Or even if they're like marketed as good for you, you still feel a little bit of stomach, ups, stomach upset. Um, it, I was sure. looking at your stuff and I was like, see, look at these ingredients. This is like legitimate ingredients that you could eat this almost as a meal on its own. Right. And feel okay. Like, yes. you know, to take on, to go to bed for instance and not, you know, blow your wife away with your farts.
1: Right. I mean, if you overeat, you're probably going to have a little bit of that.
0: Sure, but yeah, sure. I'm just saying, if you don't, if you don't overeat, and you know the ingredients are so good that you may not be, you know what I mean? You you're not only going to
1: be, you know, not gassy. You're probably going to be ready for something else.
0: Mm, yeah, oh, that's oh, that's oh, okay. Yeah, I did want to get into that actually. That was what I was going to talk about next. But I'm gonna I'm gonna call this podcast "Cookie Farts." What's that? <laughs> I'm going to call this podcast cookie farts, just so you know. Perfect. Um, Let's talk about sex because I know you love it, and I do too, and we all love it. It's all delicious. So, And you're a supplement king also. What supplements do you recommend for better sex and sex drive?
1: Mm. Supplements. So, man, there's like a lot of avenues, I think, for sexual vitality, Mm -hmm. both men and women, men especially, um, you know. Gotta be there, endurance-wise. Gotta be there in, in strength and power, and you know, gotta also have that energy that you're coming with that she can actually feel. So I mm, really blood flow. Blood flow is definitely yeah, it's, it's high on the list. Um, and <laughs> there is, and there is a uh, unbelievably high amount of men that are way too young taking all these pharmaceuticals already. this The Cialis mm-hmm. and the Viagra. And it's kind of a, you know, it's not like a once in a while thing. I mean, it's become the go-to for men every weekend that they might, might be with a girl or something like that's how they operate now. Yeah. It, has, it comes with the side effects, right? But the reason that these products are so effective is they have some a mechanism called PDE5 inhibitor. And what that does is okay. it widens blood vessels brings more blood to the penis and then keeps the blood there by uh, mm. limiting the time that it leaves to go re- back to the rest of the body so that's what a PDE5 inhibitor does um black ginger has built in PDE5 natural mechanism to it so not only do you wow, 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 wow. black ginger Um, and use it for, you know, your sex life. It's also amazing pre-workout because it's great for circulation, nitric oxide in general. It's going to bring blood flow to the rest of the body. Amazing for digestion, no side effects. Mm -hmm. And that's like, that's in my, that'll, that's, that'll stay in my cupboard till the, till the day I die. Like I'm not gonna. Wow. Yeah. And my, my friends at Addictive Wellness, they sell a powder version. That's awesome. So, very available i mean there's companies that are starting trying to sell the pills and stuff but i would just get stuff from them because they make a really good product and their their stuff's great so i'll put you know as needed i'll use a quarter to a half teaspoon of black ginger um and Mm. that is very very effective in general for men hormone optimization is probably
0: at the top Yeah, because i was going to say like you know what you were bringing up sorry to cut you off, what you were bringing up about, you know, young men taking all these, you know, Viagra, all these things is because they don't have optimized testosterone. They, don't have, they haven't optimized their hormones because of unhealthy living. What do you think that that's due to? Like, you know, let's, let's get into that a bit because we have seen over the last 50 years, a general drop in testosterone in the male population. And we don't, I guess we kind of know, but why do you think that is? Well, we're sick. We're sick as a society. We are being
1: fed poison on a regular basis. Right. We are listening to the wrong sources about our, our what we should be eating. Most of us are from top down, believe everything that is being told to us. Mm-hmm. And it's putting us in places that it's creating real great turmoil in our health. And I think from seed oils, definitely huge. That is just in everything. So going back to the canola, the safflower, the sun, sunflower, the soybean, cottonseed, all these oils that pe- that these companies are using. That's definitely plummeting our hormones and our metabolic health, the plastics that are in everything mm-hmm. so drinking out of plastic on a regular basis will definitely do it, but it's also just in general, like we're kind of like surrounded by a lot of that when it comes to also like uh cosmetics and all the different fragrances too, like we're getting all these chemicals that our body is just like going. like we're not used to this we're used to you know our bodies thrive in the sun and eating fresh fruit you know fruit and meat and Mm -hmm. i think that we're we're getting steered in the wrong direction by the wrong people and we're listening to the wrong things and it's putting our health in jeopardy Um, Mm -hmm. i saw a statistic that showed uh, somebody I follow that showed that there was like seven percent chronic disease in the '30s, and now at, at 2020, we're already at 65 percent chronic disease. Yeah, wow. As a population, those definitely all those things. Like, if you have poor health, you're going to have poor hormones. It's probably a very good chance, right? So, getting the right nutrition, getting the right sleep, relieving yourself of your stress, and being able to like find things, good breath, breath work, mm-hmm. good meditation. Mm-hmm do things that you love on a regular basis, Yep. Uh, be around great communities and have great friends and loved ones that support you. You know, we're not here to be isolated. We're not here to be doing all these things on our own and be individually rising to the top with nothing around us. Like we, we thrive with community. So if you're like that type of loner and you feel like your health is in jeopardy, get, well, get around people, yep. get around people that make you laugh and make you feel good.
0: Get outside as well. Get outside into the sun um, get into the morning sun, get sunlight into your eyes, lift heavy things, go for walks, uh, talk about your feelings with your loved ones. Yeah, vulnerability is good. Good clean water, don't drink tap water, especially if you're living in a, you know, I, I don't think there's anywhere really in America that has good tap water. I can't think of a, maybe Montana.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're not, it's it's not the right route. Um, But, but yeah, so getting blood work done, optimizing your your hormones everything mm-hmm. from testosterone estrogen sex hormone binding globulin the list goes on dht and understanding like oh if my blood work is off okay now do some research and figure out what you need to do to optimize those counterpoints that are are off right and if it's if you want to go a supernatural route and and find some herbs and stuff mm-hmm. um i really love uh especially for like testosterone and uh, Huberman really likes, talks about it a lot too, is the uh, Fedoga Agrestis. Okay. Have you heard of this one? No. That one I've been, uh, I actually, oh, I have one. I have one here. I, I set them up to show. I get this one from this company because Double Wood or something, but Double Wood, it's a pretty good name for
0: testosterone. Fedoga, oh, oh it's a, and it's a test. What does it do? It, it just optimizes testosterone?
1: It optimizes free testosterone levels. Yes, yeah, supports healthy testosterone levels. Um, wow. Fen- uh, fenugreek is another one that is really good for that. Mm. And then overall, like I I really love supplementing with all the organ supplements, like ancestral supplements or heart and soil. They have everything from liver and bone marrow. And then for men, they have, you know, optimized products that have even have testicle, prostate, heart in the capsules. You're not going to go eat. Mm. You're not eating
0: testicle. You're just getting it in a capsule. Mm. So don't freak out. Yeah. But- I, I just want to make something clear because like, you know, what you're talking about is ways to optimize testosterone in particular and testosterone i think even in women like women who have a higher sex drive tend to have a high high testosterone is that correct
1: yeah it's yeah it, it, it they kind of go hand in hand i think progesterone has some play in that as well and you know mm. where you're i think it's both sides very balanced like i think for men really to optimize where they want to be. It's like having that really nice discrepancy between testosterone and estrogen and making mm-hmm. sure their DHT isn't like crazy, going crazy so they don't lose their, their hair. And then their sex hormone binding globulin has to be in a balanced state too, so that that optimizes their free testosterone and frees up the testosterone to be used. Yeah. So once that is all taken care of, then on a regular basis, you can have high overall testosterone, but then have your free testosterone also be in nice normal ranges that you're using on a regular basis. And then you'll, when those things are optimized, you'll notice that like you have so much motivation every day and ambition. You're ready to hit the gym on a regular basis. You have energy throughout the day. After Mm -hmm. that, you're, when you eat, you digest your food really well. Your sex drive is through the roof. Like, I think that that's how men would want to feel that's how anybody would want to feel. I think, you know, people women want to people feel mate. like that yeah. in general too. I mean, it's not, I think there's a misconception that like having high testosterone turns you into this like meathead. That's like angry and like punches his hand yeah. you know, through a wall or something. It's like, no, that's not actually what it is. That's actually more of a high testosterone with estrogen going high too. Cause they right. kind of like very emotionally unstable and you, you, probably could do some stupid shit but
0: uh yeah i want to ask you about some um sex hacks you mentioned um i I mean i mentioned to you that i want to talk about that so uh, any 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 sex hacks sex tips but without giving all your secrets away the one major difference maker everybody wants to to learn sex right now it says, Linda is just rabid for it. Unbelievable! Uh, She's like, "Where's my banana cream pie?" No, 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 don't no. <laughs> call.
1: This is why we're. I'm. I'm deleting you right now. No, 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 don't call again. So, uh, so the hack, one of the best ones I think, is to replenish the body, with the right fluids that it needs to be built in a strong place to actually. Have the sex drive, have the endurance, have the withstanding to operate <laughs> on a regular basis like yeah. all, all day, whatever you want. <laughs> it's not like, oh, I, I got one in me a day. No, no, no. You can have five in you a day if you want. It's just how you <laughs> – just, You just got to replace the fluids that are lost. It's literally that simple. And mm. the one product that has an herb in it called Dendrobium Stem – is the most vital fluid building Chinese herb that's ever. It's like the the herb of the gods. Like the or, like every uh, Chinese like orient in the in the day has been using. They call it healer's tea, and or you call it honeymooner's tea, but it's basically a blend of dendrobium stem, shizandra, minerals. So we're losing. We lose. We basically lose. Zinc, minerals, and these other, you know, other things in our sexual fluids that can be replenished by this dendrobium stem, which is amazing. But Mm. beyond that, like zinc, I would be saying, probably like, take zinc or or eat some pumpkin seeds or have some oysters, and you're going to get your your zinc um, and copper as well is important. But the healer's tea that's also amazing for replenishing you after workouts too it's just an overall and if you're sweating a lot if you're somebody that sweats or like goes and sits in the sauna or sweats on a regular basis like sweating is good for detoxification but over sweating you're literally losing all your good minerals all the time we don't need to be sweating all that much especially if you're already lean and you're not trying to lose weight it's like why are we trying to look like you know carved out sculptures all the time losing all of our water weight like yeah, right. If you're balanced, you can look like that still, but not have to be losing all this stuff. So, um, yeah, I think there's a weird thing about salt still for people, and they don't eat, you know, as much of it. People, there's, you know, misconception, obviously, about that. And I heard you talking with uh, Dr., uh, Dr. James D'Anic. Yeah. And he is a big guy, obviously, a big guy in salt. And I follow him and love his stuff too. But I would say the average person cool. isn't putting like, a good 30, 45 minutes in <laughs> there, they might not have that in the tank, but if you don't have that in the tank the first time you can take, you know, you can replenish and be ready to go on a better kind of basis. The next time kind of thing. I, I right. There's a
0: way of replenishing your sexual fluids is what Crosby's saying. And you've given us some like incredible supplements that I'd never heard of. Um, so thank you for all those mentions. I, I wanted to ask, you can go the Tongkat Ali route too. You can go ginseng,
1: red mm-hmm. ginseng. These are all, all the like hotter herbs that are more yang herbs in Chinese medicine. There's yin and yang. And the yin is really more the, the dendrobium is the deepest yin. So that's like replenishing the coals, right? And then you thank can you. light the fire with the, the yang herbs. So if you don't have the coals and okay. you just, dousing yourself with red ginseng you're going to burn out and you're not going to be worth a shit either but if you have this like major major fuel tank of coals from the dendrobium and chisandra and the things that lock the fluids in not only is that going to give you great endurance but it's also going to help that fire to be prolonged so that you have when you do use those deer antlers and the ginsengs and the you know fedoga and the ones that give that like more desire feeling and that, you know, mojo, that mojo energy, then you're, you know, you're in a good place. To get to work.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, I wanted to, uh, we've talked about this before, but I did want to get your read on this etiquette, right? You're, you're, you have a very good looking partner, Tess, uh, now, and so do I. Uh, what's the proper etiquette around liking her pictures on Instagram? Because here's the thing. I want to support her because she she posts, she's a model. So she posts these beautiful, beautiful pictures. Well, I just want to talk, wait, just let me finish here. Because like she posts all these model pictures and I want to support her because she's a great person. But I also don't want you to see me liking all the pictures and go, gosh, Luke's a bit of a creep. Like what do you think the best way around that is? Um, I think it starts off with that person
1: being honest with themselves if they're like too insecure or not because if you're secure and your buddy is just as you said giving a a like because they they want to be a cheerleader going rah rah like good job like you're getting a right. great great post as opposed to yeah. like wow hot ass you know if <laughs> if i if in my head i'm going oh luke just thinks she's got a hot ass like nice ass <laughs> <laughs> then then you know i'm I'm going into a different place, but if I'm like you know I saw Luke cook, and I'm like, oh yeah, thanks bro like
0: i liked i liked it i exactly i'm not, I'm certainly not going to comment you know anything ridiculous yeah like that. If you did I, what, Cara, what I, what if I tend like, to do is that like that's weird, you know, yeah, it's weird if I was to say good ass i mean to, to <laughs> anyone but Kara, that would be weird but if i you see what I do is actually I wait for you to like it first, and then I feel like oh it's okay to like it just because just because I'm like, you know, he's he's he, he not, I you know, I I don't know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, <laughs> I think also, you
1: know, I, I think that we live in a world where it's really it's really quite easy to like get in our heads about what's on social media too, to be looking at stuff and go, oh, mm. i on what what did he say and. I'll, what who likes
0: <laughs> Well, like I, I have a fr- I have a friend who I I notice when he likes not Kara's stuff. I notice when he likes my other friend's wife's pictures, and he always like likes them before I see them. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm always like, gosh, he likes all of her pictures, and then he's a married man too. And so I'm always like, I'm always like, ah, I just feel like he should be careful. Like he likes he likes her pictures so quickly. You know, <laughs> maybe he's just got that phone in his hand, and he's just. I just don't feel like it looks good. I feel like I feel like like if I've noticed it, then his husband, sorry, the, the woman he, of the pictures he's liking, her husband is definitely noticing. Like I think he should be careful. Like all I'm saying is there's 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 this etiquette and it's very strange when it comes to attractive partners to going like I support you and also like how hot are you? Like okay I'll give you an example I'll give you a great example my friend Harley he's he's a beautiful man himself his wife her name's Nat Rosa and she's a bikini model and I we became we're all friends and then I I became and now bikini models just post bikini shots like there's no yeah. there's no bridal couture. like it's just bikini well, so like at first I was like what I'm going to do is I'll like the pic I'll do that I'll like the picture if he has already liked it but then she kept, she keeps posting all the pictures and they're so, you know, provocatively like hot that I'm like, I can't actually deal with this. I need right. to, I need to, yeah, I'm sorry, Nat, if you're listening to this, but I had to mute her. I was like, I right. can't, I actually can't see it. It's just not yeah. helpful.
1: No. Yeah. I, I think that's a good way to go. The mute, the mute, you know, you don't want to do the unfollow. That's kind of rude. Well,
0: I'm, I'm not saying anything about Tessa. I haven't muted Tessa, and, but, but Tessa's not that overly provocative. And can I also say that that picture behind you, she painted that, didn't she?
1: She did. I I, I actually had a different one here. I used, This is my living room, but I thought I like this one to be my background
0: more. I love it. I love it. It's excellent. Yeah, the texture's great. Super talented. Hot people don't tend to be talented, but you know, you, me, and her – she's
1: very 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 talented yeah she's got some pieces for the uh, at the real real was that weird was that weird thing to say
0: no it's just funny because because i made a joke about how it's hard for hot people to be talented but you me and her oh like you know you mean her pretty talented like pretty hot
1: i guess maybe i was just trying to brush over it in a humble way
0: no, that's fine. But Tessa's art is incredible. So if you're listening to this and you want to go and check it out, if, and you like the look of what is behind Crosby, please go and check it out. Tessa Griner Arts, uh, beautiful. Okay, let's let's play a game. We're gonna call we're gonna call this game Zaddy Quick, <laughs> and it's where I say something, and you have to say what you think about what I said. As you have to answer as quickly oh, I'm as possible. Not good at these games. Okay. What? It, Oh, no, no, it's okay. Don't worry. It's not going to be anything too. I'm
1: going to say something crazier because I'm because I'm competitive and I want to do it right. So I'm not going to like think.
0: <laughs> Don't worry. Okay. okay. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Just do something something crazy serious. where I'm like I
1: say some like weird word that people are like, whoa. I'm not going to. It's going to be.
0: It's it's Fuck well within me. your. It's well within your okay. wheelhouse. Don't freak out on me. Okay, you ready? All right. Okay. First one. Gatorade. Sugar. Beyond meat. Canola oil. I love you. Colostrum.
1: Delicious.
0: Mm. Ben Greenfield's pectals.
1: Overly shown on Instagram. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Max Lugavier's hair and be honest. Hi. <laughs> Max Lugavir's hair and be honest.
1: Disheveled bedhead. He loves it. Oh, this looks so good, right? Bedhead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is bedhead thing that he boasts about? He just
1: likes, he doesn't like that his hair looks like overly done. He likes the idea that it's like a little
0: disheveled. Okay. I mean, he's a snack, so I, I get it. It's, it's okay. Okay. What an eligible
1: bachelor out here in LA.
0: I know. I, he must be palming him off. Um, acai bowls.
1: <sighs> Messy.
0: Mm, tofu.
1: Disgusting.
0: Mm. 69ing. Obsessed.
1: (laughs) Sorry. You said first word.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Next, next, (laughs) next. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. If we made out and it was really good. Uh And the next day you found out I was your cousin. Would you make out with me again?
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) Not if you're my cousin. No, no, that's weird. Well, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, like, but would you be weird? Like, you wouldn't talk to me? Or would you, like, oh, gosh, it was so – it's annoying that it was such good chemistry. I think the chemistry – yeah, I'm a sucker for
1: chemistry. So, I think that if if that was there, I'd probably be – I'd probably have some anxiety for sure about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing about the chemistry would be, like, we'd know why the chemistry was so good because we were related. (laughs)
1: If you're still listening, it's getting good now, folks. We're not talking about, We're not talking about cassava flour anymore.
0: If you were to challenge me and ask me, what's one supplement I should take? Don't get me to take a whole bunch of things. I just want one. I would tell you AG1. Why? Because it is a whole food multivitamin. And when you drink it first thing in the morning, by 8 a.m., you've got all of your vitamin needs for the day minus vitamin D. But we'll get to that. It is, AG1 is as cheap as chips. It's cheaper than chips. Chips are five bucks, right? For one big packet of Doritos or whatever. Can you believe that? Doritos, five bucks. I don't want to talk about it. $3 a day for AG1. But here's the thing. You know the vitamin D thing that I mentioned before? There's no vitamin D in it. But if you sign up using my link, you'll get a free year of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash zaddy. Um, what I love about this product is I gave into peer pressure when I got it first time because I told you Professor Andrew Huberman, David Sinclair, Max Lugavere all used it. I was like, yeah, they're smarter than me. I'm going to get it. And I haven't regretted it, and I don't think you will either. So check it out. Zaddy. XOXO. no no uh anyway mate i i have absolutely loved talking to you you are a legend ladies and gentlemen if you are out there and you are interested in making delicious recipes that are also good for you gotta get the fit baker by crosby taylor and where where can we find you and follow you in your journey crosby uh
1: find me on instagram at crosby taylor with an i t-a-i-l-o-r uh my website will be up soon crosby's baking com. And uh, the Fit baker book link is also in my link in bio on my Instagram. So you can go straight to
0: that and find the book at the top. We're going to link to it in the show notes also. Crosby, it's been a pleasure. If you have enjoyed this episode of The Zaddy Zone, I encourage you to subscribe and rate our podcast five stars. And if you feel so generous, please write a review. Say how much you loved it. Um, I only want to provide value to you. And I hope you're feeling some value by listening to it. We're not asking for any money. Just a nice old rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> XOXO. Sadie.